0: Two, three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I'm your host Scott Needham. I am the CEO of Buy Boxer. I am a seller on Amazon, um, and have over 100 employees that are in shipping and distribution. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I have with me Taylor Smiths from I uh, from my FBA prep. Um, I've known Taylor uh, for a while. We've been uh, really been actually working together. I've been helping them optimize some of their systems, put our best ideas together to help um, really offer a very unique solution to the Amazon ecosystem. Hey, Taylor, welcome.
1: Thanks for having me, Scott.
0: <laughs> so um, my FBA Prep, that's your company. Um, and tell me a little bit more about it. Sure.
1: So I'm one of three co-founders at MyFBA Prep, and we are a network of warehouses for e-commerce companies that can handle any of their prep logistics 3PL needs. So as the name suggests, we have an Amazon Focus. We even have a software that we've built specifically for Amazon FBA Prep. Um, You alluded that you've helped us out with that. Um, Other services, bundles, multi packs kitting, which helps for many wholesale Or private label sellers. And then we've seen a huge uptick recently, subscription box fulfillment, direct to consumer fulfillment, and our customers that love us most are doing many or all of the above. And um, that's something that we've really done a good job at. Um, The way that it looks is take a, a private label brand, they land a container or two at one of our warehouses and say, here's the allocation for. FBA, here's what we want you to keep for D2C fulfillment from Shopify, Magento, WooCommerce, our website, here's you know kits we do in a subscription box or a promotion, mm-hmm. um, and here's what we're sending into Walmart fulfillment services. Um, so our ability to do all of those things at one location is is really sort of cutting edge right now.
0: Yeah, um, so um, we first met, when was that? Uh was, um, almost a year ago. I uh, was heading to my warehouse in Indianapolis, and uh, Taylor, you know, drove across the state just to to kind of see our operation. Is our, I mean, I because I think you've actually come. We've met there twice now, um, and I was able to show off some of you know how we do uh, built things out. We built our own custom software solution for shipping. And it was really interesting to start to see, you know, the problem through um, your eyes as well. And, and I think we, we both actually learned from each other. Um, and so you're the first person that like does this type of FBA prep or a 3PL that's been on my podcast. So, um, you know, there's a, obviously a million questions, but the, the truth is, is that like getting products into Amazon um isn't always easy uh there are countless ways to to mess up (laughs) there's countless ways to uh uh you know like to on prep requirements we actually internally track the prep requirements on products and you know there's about 10 to 15 different like you know boxes that can get checked like hey this requires this this requires this and um there's a fair amount of training so that employees in these warehouses uh, understand this. So that's just kind of the context of what we're talking about. And my FBA prep, um, I've actually started to work with their technology after this uh, podcast recording, I'm meeting up with another co-founder, Bart, and we're gonna go over some of their new uh, features that they're putting together. And, but there's a lot of differentiators to my FBA prep, you know, they're, uh, nationwide and they have over 40 locations and handle a lot of different requirements, but, but primarily it's Amazon FBA, right? That's, that's how people are coming to you.
1: Yeah. I think, um, when we started, when we started this company, what we realized is that, um, The bigger you are as a wholesaler, private label seller, the more critical it is that the warehouse that's doing your prep, if you don't own and operate it, that they have expertise experience in Amazon. And and I even go a step further. I ask for 3P seller central experience as opposed to 1P vendor central, because that feels more like a replenishment or fulfillment exercise. We say, no, if you're a private label seller, if you're a wholesale seller, we know what your needs are. Um, so there, there's, a, there's a necessity there. So much so that we've, um, we've just started basically across the map. We have over 40 locations now. We just opened up three warehouses in Canada over the past few months. And we have job postings out for warehouse managers who have FBA prep experience and we want to know what were you prepping how many hundreds of shipments or thousands of shipments have you done and 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 that is critical to our business Get, getting to um buyboxer when we did the tour one of the things that was interesting and we've had this conversation a bit to think about was okay buyboxer is a high volume wholesale seller but you've built your tech to manage one company which means if you're taking in a, a single product like let's say a hand sanitizer, you're saying, or, or let's say Clorox bleach, because that just comes to mind. So you're taking in Clorox bleach and you're you're basically teaching your system and your database how you want to prep that Clorox bleach. And um, the result of that is that the next time any one of your 75 plus people um, on, the, on the prep side touches that item, they'll see how the last person did it. And that's excellent. Our problem is a little bit different, which is that, well, hey, we have to build the database differently because we have many, many, many customers and each one might want that product prep a little differently. The main example is, is not the difference between how Amazon wants you to prep it. It's the difference of how you want to merchandise it. So if you're doing a single unit, but one of my customers is doing a Clorox bleach two pack, I need the system to remember the two pack, which creates a bit of a, a tech challenge, but um, it's been a fun one to sort of, uh, sort out, and so um, the the two ways you attack that one is you get someone with Amazon FBA prep experience who knows mm-hmm. how Amazon wants you to do it and can follow along by say, well, let me check this asin. Oh, it's a two pack that needs to be prepped accordingly. Um, there's there's that that has to be there, and then the other side, the tech side, has to be there as well, which says, okay, what is this customer's skew, um, and then what should that look like from a prep perspective? Right.
0: And I love Amazon FBA. I mean, I think it's kind of a centerpiece of my career. Uh, It is such a phenomenal logistics program. It's what allows Amazon sellers to scale. But what really gets in the way of um, Amazon sellers from, um, from scaling is actually just getting products into the fulfillment centers. You know, are you because like, how many people are like, you know, doing stuff out of their garage, and that has limitations in space. And uh, you have people, um, you know, who want to be e commerce professionals, spending half of their time in a warehouse, you know, uh, just cross docking things. So, um, you know, And one of the first ways I tell people to remove themselves from their business is to get them. you know, to, is to to get less involved with, you know, prep and, you know, logistics here. So, um, I mean, and and it it costs money to have a warehouse. So like, these are, I'm just telling you all like the, the things that should be in the back of people's minds is like why they could like be like, turn a switch and be like, you know what? I love Amazon FBA because I don't have to deal with like shipping to a customer but I would use a 3PL or, or like my FBA prep. So I don't even have to think about getting stuff into Amazon yeah. anymore.
1: It, it continues to surprise me the number of customers um, that I see who have their own prep centers. We just assumed when we started the business, it would be people who are searching for a prep center. We get tons of people who say, I have my own prep center. I operate it with somewhere between five and 15 employees is pretty common. And they say, but I'm not interested in growing it anymore. In fact, I want you to do it. We'll, we'll maybe split it 50-50 to inventory for three months. And then if all goes well, we want to give you 100% of it. I think it's really wise for a few reasons. The number the number one reason is like, what business are you in? And you hear this a lot. Um, yeah. There's there's so much consumption. Like I, I'm going to use rough numbers with Buy Boxer, but I think you have roughly... I don't know, 70 employees processing inventory. Is that fair to say? In the... um, it's closer to a hundred. Okay. Closer to a hundred. And how many people on the corporate side? Uh, Much smaller, right? Like, yeah, like let's 15. say, it's, let's say it's 80, 20. So I, so this, this happens with many of our customers as well. Um, let's imagine that you've grown your Amazon business, private label or wholesale, doesn't matter. And you're operating out of a warehouse. You say, I'm a smart business person. I'm not only going to, um, rent a warehouse, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start purchasing a warehouse. I'm gonna pay a mortgage every month, and I'm gonna have a 20,000 square foot warehouse. I would bet you that 15 to 18,000 square feet of that warehouse is for prep, right? And that most people say, yeah, it's a warehouse. Of course it is. Okay, what is your differentiator in the business? It's not prep. In fact, the goal of prep is to prep it uniformly. Throughout all the different places you might prep it, and to abide within Amazon's terms and conditions and, and their policies. So you actually want a commodity as the as the end result. So what's your differentiator? It's in the 2,000 of the 20,000 square feet, or the 5,000 of the of the 20,000 square feet, depending on who you are. That you have your your corporate capital, that you have your brain power and your sales team and your PPC guys, right? And so it's just interesting when you think about it. Just using like the square footage analogy, or you know, yeah. the, I, I use the analogy. So square footage in a warehouse. I use the analogy with you headcount. Okay, you got a hundred people yeah. working processing inventory. You got twenty five on the corporate side. That seems crazy to me. That's not your differentiator. You don't you don't sell your customers. Say you should work with BuyBoxer because we prep the items the best. It never comes up is my no. guess. Um, so I, yeah.
0: I have said that, you know, uh, what does Buy Boxer bring to the world? We are, you know, we started out as a wholesaler and it's price and availability. Like us having inventory in uh, available by Amazon Prime at a price, that's something that we do that no one else does is we're like, we're available. And it doesn't necessarily matter how you know uh, like how we get to that point but like that is what we offer is like selection and um so i mean what you're saying is totally right like the, i don't think a differentiator for us uh, going into this was you know awesome logistics <laughs> you know we, we figured out how to prep the best so you guys have, uh, you know, uh, a lot of warehouses, and this is kind of like a, a service that you offer, so people can, like, you know, not focus so much of their effort, both physical and mental, in, in managing this. Um, but if someone hands things off to you, um, how can they see what's happening with their inventory?
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, for starters, we 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 structure our company. Um, like an agency, my my partner Tom has a sales and marketing background. Um, my partner Bart, we actually met in the corporate world in New York City, um, and and so we have like a a slant towards the way things are done in, in in digital agencies. What that means is we have a sales team, we have an account management team, we have points of escalation, we have frequent calls. So it's it's quite structured um, for a company that operates in in what otherwise is like. The warehouse world or the 3PL world. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is our technology, which we've invested a lot of money and even more time into. Um, and we're now on version 2.0, which we've we've started um, training the warehouses and moving all the customers over into 2.0. Um, so the best way to describe Preptopia is like a Domino's pizza tracker, for Amazon sellers. And I'm just going to use a wholesale seller as the example here. But the first thing they want to know is when their inventory arrives. Preptopia will tell you when it starts getting checked into the warehouse. It also starts a timer to let you know how long it takes the warehouse to check in your PO. It then lets you know when it's gone from received to, um, to being prepped. And of course, the receiving step could have any sort of discrepancies of what you ordered versus what landed, damaged products, anything like that can be worked out um, within the software. So for example, you you might get a picture saying, you ordered 100 units, these two units were damaged in transit, you know, let us know if you want to proceed to prep the 98 units. So step one is receiving step two, it's going to be prepping. And then just like the pizza tracker, as you move along, um, you ultimately get to the sent to FBA stage, which is where everyone wants to be. Um, after that, your billing will correspond to those POs. And so you sort of stay in the platform um, mm-hmm. to, to do all things like sort of tracking, where's my inventory? How long has it been there? What's going on? And then you, you get this great dashboard too, explaining like how many units you've prepped this month, how many POs you have, which PO was that? Um, so we spent a lot of time thinking from the seller's perspective Um, and, and Tom and myself have Amazon backgrounds as, as sellers. And we say, well, what would we want to know? You know, we want to know how many units are on the way, how many units were sent out, how many units have been processed this month? Um, what was the accuracy of, of, um, the POs that I ordered versus the number of units that actually arrived? We're building this into the platform um, to provide that visibility, which is super helpful.
0: Yeah. So I've actually seen this, uh, Domino's tracker I mean, it's pretty cool. It's to to see it that way because um, it's a it's a interesting challenge. This, you know, when s- someone else is handling your inventory, um, it's an interesting challenge. That like you have, you know, that communication. You see what's going on, and um, it's actually I probably would have a hard time having full confidence in a prep center without that and this is also going to be great for the prep centers that they you know they're able to use technology and not you know do everything you know by hand or spreadsheet
1: yeah we've um we've gotten a lot of feedback and we've had a lot of collaborative efforts i've i've used i'd say probably five different um, um sort of amazon specific systems and about four wmss that are that are Large for D2C fulfillment, and so what we're trying to do is pick and choose the features that we like the best to put in um, for our customers, um, up to and including something like Netsuite NetSuite integrations for our large customers who sort of want ERP level management and and they want you know their their inventory to sync um, back to their systems that they're in all day, and um, yeah, we're 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 happy to provide that because um, it's, it's, it's what the, the largest customers need in order to outsource this. I mean, it, it comes in, um, in the very first, um, in the very first email, here's the scope of the work. Can you hit it? And we say, well, yeah.
0: So one thing that you mentioned when we were talking before the podcast is like, you know, you have 40 different warehouses and like, some of them actually have different service capabilities. So, um, let me throw something at you. I've got two different Amazon businesses. One of them, we're importing from China. And, you know, these are private label. Less prep uh, le- less prep is required. Um, but, like, it's a container at a time. If I, you know, were to start using you guys for this, like, who, who would you send me to? What, what would that process be like? Sure. So, someone from our sales
1: team would shift the conversation like this. They would say, okay, which port do you typically land it at? Some of the most common ones is Port of Los Angeles, Port of Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And then then you have a couple in the Northeast, which are all close to each other. Okay, great. So in their mind, they're automatically filtering where are our warehouses out there. We have warehouses in Staten Island. We have warehouses... Um, in New Jersey, warehouses in Pennsylvania, typically that that is close enough to where a freight forwarder can say, okay, you're not, you're not going to incur like really heavy fees to get it from the port to the to the prep center. Um, the next line of questioning is going to be, well, well, how many units is it? Are they standard? Are they oversized? Um, then they're going to say, what's the ask here? Is it purely carton forwarding? Is it standard level prep where everything requires an F and SKU label? It sounds like this is more along the lines of carton forwarding. Yeah. So you say, OK, if, if it's unloading a container, um, if it comes floor loaded, Here's what we're gonna, here's what we're gonna charge for the unload fee. And then on top of that, we'll come up with a, a per unit fee for this job. And and in that conversation, there's a match. Um, and that's that's what we do. If if you'll let me go on a, a tangent, when people ask me to explain what my FBA prep is and, and what's with the network thing, we often use the Airbnb analogy. So it goes something like this. Airbnb helps travelers get matched with a homeowner network. And it's a platform that sort of sits in between those parties where you can search, communicate, choose your place, and transact. So MyFPA Prep helps e-commerce companies get matched with warehouses that perform the services they're looking for. And it's a platform, Preptopia, which we talked about, that sits in between those parties where you can search, communicate, choose, and transact. Transact meaning billing. Um, And so we're making the match if Buy boxer says i'm landing two containers a month it needs to be you know in the northeast um what do you have for me we say okay well um this warehouse isn't going to work because you need more storage than than what they can provide but here's two options that do have storage um and here's the 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 uniform pricing meaning we don't change the prices to the customer throughout the different warehouses um we say here's the price for for that service based on those units um and we make that match by having performed. If you, if you think of like taking your car in and getting a 200 point inspection before you buy it or sell it or whatever, um, we perform that from the very first call with the warehouses on through testing their prep with our inventory um, and then saying, okay, you're allowed to be in our network and who's our point of contact that makes sure they're doing this job sufficiently and accurately and all that. And, um, and so, by the time it gets to the consumer um, or the client for us, which is typically large Amazon sellers, that's when we can safely say this is a good match for you because here's the uh-huh. criteria you gave us, and here's the warehouses that that's narrowed it down to.
0: Okay. Now, here's a more complicated problem. Let's say, buy Boxer, we don't want to do distribution anymore, <laughs> and we want to we want to offload all of our wholesaling, you know, from You know, a few dozen suppliers to you guys. The truth is, I would never do this to you. This is we would be a terrible (laughs) we'd be a terrible uh, client with the diversity of SKUs that we we send, and actually our drop off rate is super high from like what we order from suppliers and what actually gets shipped. But you know, we're saying we're talking about a bigger volume from uh, many suppliers, and we just we don't want a physical space anymore. Like, and it's kind of all over the U S what would, uh, your strategy to, you know, if, if my box were to outsource to you guys?
1: Yeah. So we actually handle large customers, um, as large or perhaps larger than Buy Boxer, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> <that>. <laughs> without 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 naming names, but right. um, uh, on on the on the high side, we have customers who are doing over two hundred thousand units a month with us. What that typically looks like is we look for strategic nodes in the network. Strategic typically means location and capacity on the floor. So that can be how many how many workers do they have. Um, and how much space they have and how many loading docks and all that. Again, this comes down to the, the criteria and the matchmaking process. But for the sake of this example, we'd probably look to have you in four or five different warehouses, which are across the country. So then what your buyers do is your buyers would say, oh, this is a Northeast one. It's going to go to, you know, my FPA prep has New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, so you choose sort of one Northeast location for that. You would choose a... Um, southern location, you know, two warehouses in Texas. We have one in Louisiana. Um, you might choose a Southeast, Florida, Tennessee. You might choose a Midwest, um, with two in Indiana, let's see, Michigan, um, Missouri, and Cincinnati. And then out west, we have, I think, nine now in California. So you would choose um, your network based on that. Your buyers would order to our warehouses accordingly. And rather than trying to process, say, 100,000 units at one warehouse, you would split that up and say, I'm going to do 20,000 units at five warehouses. Um, and that's what tends to work really well. Again, how is that even possible? Well, you need the system to pull that all together. Yeah. So, so the technology enables the um, physical differences to have no effect, no bearing whatsoever on what you see when you log into the platform, because you can yeah. see it all.
0: I'm like, I still am just kind of intrigued by like your company. Like it, it's kind of a need that I never really like saw or imagined. And the like, boy, is it like, it, I like how specialized it is, you know, to, to get Amazon FBA. Um, and boy, like, you know, we started when we started in 2012, like, you know, services like yours just like, just wasn't even possible, but like, uh, starting right now, I can't recommend to people like, "Hey, you need to get your own warehouse." Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, our uh, our private label business, um, we're trying to avoid warehouses, uh, you know, as much as possible. You know, the fewer touch points that we do ourselves, the better. We want to be just that brain and make that the differentiator.
1: Yeah, we had this conversation um, in last July, and I was sharing with you some of the internal things we were talking about as as far as like where we're going. Um, And what I, what I will tell people is if you think in the Amazon world and you think product research, probably jungle scouts, the first one that comes to mind Um, kudos to helium 10 for being on that list as well. You think Amazon legal uh, maybe it's, I've heard you talk about riverbend consulting with, which has a very strong reputation, Amazon sellers, lawyer, you know, <laughs> list goes on and on repricers, PPC, you know, Perpetua, Techometrics, Teloza, Ora, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, in fact, the, the way I first came across you, I don't know if I've ever told you this, was um, was Valence, you know, when I was uh, managing my own seller's account for Amazon reimbursements. So there's there's names that that have brand recognition in the Amazon uh-huh. world. And for PrEP, that's what my FBA wants to be. And we want yeah. to be that by having the largest network in the country and now you know, I, I we just did Canada. We're we're looking at Europe for a particular client, um, which will which will come next. So we'll have the largest footprint and presence. Um, but but what we really want to have is is not so much brand recognition, but the value that we bring to brands. You mentioned um, what would you recommend to a new seller who's they're probably not brand new, but but getting up and running and saying, okay, I now have some money. Should should I be buying a warehouse? Should I be investing in inventory? Should I hire salespeople? Whatever. You know, you might recommend to them, spend your money on the business you're in and try and outsource the rest. You know, no one thinks you're a revolutionary businessman if you outsource your bookkeeping. Like that's kind of par for the course. Um, I believe that soon prep will be the same thing. People are going to say, no, 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 no. We don't want to do our own prep. We don't want to handle our supply chain. We want to be in the business we're in. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's, that's where my FBA prep is heading.
0: Interesting. No, totally. I, I, I see it. Now you guys have a unique, you know, pricing model to, for your, uh, your clients. Uh, I tell me a little bit more about that so that like, you know, the sellers can, you know, that would want to use you. They, they know what, like, okay, this is how I can factor this in. Sure. It's a subscription
1: model. And at the end of that sales conversation that we were having earlier, one of our sales members would say to you, "Um, okay, how many units are you doing? And it's nice to talk in units because we're not asking you to share financials. We're just saying, how many units a month are you selling? And we'll ask you to look back over the last three months, come up with an average number and say, okay, you're doing 50,000 units a month. Great. Um, Let's put you at a monthly minimum for your subscription at 35,000 a month. Okay, what we're not looking for is to make anyone nervous. Am I going to hit that level or not? What we're looking for is at what rate can we lock you in where we can bring down the price based on your volume? And so you'll be charged for your monthly minimum at the beginning of each month. And then what that allows you to do is when you go over it, so in this case, you're going to go 15,000 units over it each month um, to get to your 50,000 units a month, um, then you pay that at the end of the month. So, so the idea here is that if if you want to lock in a discount based on built on volume, then we'll just ask you to commit to that um and it's worked out it's worked out really well because we're not we're not asking you to pay for everything up front. We're saying, okay, let's come up with um, a situation that works for both of us um and also we we typically will build in at least a thirty day ramp period because th- th- in when, once you get to be big enough where you want to move volume over um, from from your warehouse or from another warehouse to, to our network, um, it doesn't actually happen overnight. You know, it's a, it's a process of every time you put in a new PO, you have to change the address and you start shifting your suppliers over to our network. Um, and we understand that takes time. So yeah, that is,
0: yeah. We're actually moving our warehouses in Indianapolis. And like, I was just during this conversation, I was like, well, we're gonna have to send out a lot of emails and hope. And I guarantee you, we're going to get one shipment from one supplier that just like, they're going to send it to the old place.
1: It's going to be a lot more than one. I mean, we get it on no! on a daily basis. We get it on a, on a daily basis is, um, no! why is it going to that warehouse? And, and yeah. Um, I wish you the, the best of luck
0: with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have to, we'll have to send out multiple emails and tell them scrub your databases. We have a new address. Uh, <laughs> That's, so that's really interesting. You know, you know, you want to find, I mean, like, I, 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 I know what it's like in your, uh, I mean, I don't fully know, but, you know, you want to give people like good discounts on their prep and the, and, the, and the cost required there. And the best way to do that is to like, is to really push them over the edge of like, well, if you're going to use us, you're going to want to fully use us so we can give you the best price. And that's a little bit what that subscription kind of does is it pushes them over the ledge to be like, no, we, we, can, we can handle this whole thing for you. Don't just like dip your toe in the water.
1: Right. We, what we found really works for us is when we say who's a good customer for us and in parentheses, who is not. And so a, a year ago, we would say, okay, we want to service those $50,000 plus $1 million a year in revenue. Amazon sellers. Um, I think where we're at now is we're typically working with eight-figure Amazon sellers, so um, $10 million a year. Um, Our our minimums today are 5,000 units a month, so however that works. But one of um, the things that, that... we're selling here sort of in this vein of like, you 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 either need to do it and outsource it all or not, but this in-between stuff doesn't work. Um, and and what that looks like for us is we commit to you. We actually give you a dedicated account manager. Um, I, I mentioned to you before we hit record that next week, I'm going to um, Atlanta, then I'm going to uh, Laverne, Tennessee, then I'm going to uh, visit three warehouses in Los Angeles and probably two in Pennsylvania, and one in New Jersey. Each of those visits, I will have with me account managers who are checking in on inventory for our customers. Mm -hmm. We will be taking with our cell phones photos to send back to them. We'll be uploading photos in our system, Mm -hmm. um, showing them quality control checks. We are going to fully invest in our customers when they have the commitments with us. And our best customers know that and they and, and and they do it, and and of course we also have built this very expensive software, which is free to our customers and and our warehouses because right now the 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 point is it helps everyone get on the same page. If you're yeah. you know five ten nodes in the network, it's like that. The, there's no cost for that.
0: Interesting. So it sounds like you know you know I I, I understand like you know you, you guys have minimums and like your target type of clients. Um, how long does it take to to start up? You know. Say I go to your website, myfbaprep.com, like what, what does starting up look like?
1: We've had customers like within 24 hours send shipments. Um, we've had other customers that the sales cycle has taken months as they've considered, do I wind down my own warehouse or, or what does that look like? So mm-hmm. the, the the startup pace is determined really by um, the, the the client's ability to, change their supply chain channels into our network uh-huh. but we can we can land stuff like today um, and and our sales reps are great about making sure the match is there the fit is there and then saying okay this is the right warehouse for you and here's what onboarding looks like um, yeah. the onboarding process is 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 some of the things that you can just imagine like okay you need to grant user permissions to our warehouse you need to um you need to declare to us, like, let's say it's a private label product. Is there an SOP that you want this, you know, insert <laughs> and that FN skew? And, you know, you want these bundles to be packaged like this, or other people say it's completely in your hands. You choose the, sh- you choose whether to shrink wrap it or to polybag it. You choose um, what size boxes to use, all of that. So there's a spectrum of like, how much our clients want to be involved or not involved in those prep decisions. But we just make sure we're aligned on the onboarding call, which is sales rep, account manager, client. Mm -hmm. Um, And often the warehouse will join a rep from the warehouse. And so everyone's on the same page. We're all using the same system. We're all looking at the same SOP and then we're good to go. And then we actually will will force quality control checkpoints in on the first order or two, which is like, hey, typically we just go from prepping to shipping, but we're going to stop for a moment. Upload a photo to Preptopia and show you. Here's your completed unit. I just want you to verify that before we go ahead and send it into Amazon. And that's where the account management and this yeah. white glove service comes into play. Again, we've borrowed that from the agency world, but when when I mean like the volume of business that BuyBoxer does, just as an example, you you cannot outsource that comfortably without knowing that there's a number that you can call and someone will pick it up. Yeah. And you can get an answer on that question. It's just in, in the, in the, the playing field we're in, that's like table stakes. Like it must be done for you to be able to know who can I contact if I have a question or, you know, sometimes what happens is people call us and they say, I see that you've been prepping that. I need you to pull it right now. Cause there's a, there's an issue on our end. And we just say, okay, let, let me, Let me see who's there. Uh, and we'll pull it back, you know, but that's, that's what, that's what the account managers are there for.
0: Well, I'm super glad to get you guys on the podcast because what really what you represent is just like an answer to a question, you know, like a lot of people ask like, Oh, they're looking for a three PL. And, um, sometimes it's kind of a hard search. So it's interesting. Like, you know, you guys are like, you are nationwide. You do have a lot of different services and, um, I get asked this question pretty frequently. So hopefully I'm able just, you know, just send them this episode and be like, okay, problem solved. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Taylor, thank you so much for like talking and, you know, jumping really in the weeds. I mean, FBA prep is the weeds of uh, Amazon and um, super impressive what you guys have built. And so look forward to seeing, you know, you to hit that kind of, uh, uh, you know, notoriety where like, when people think my FBA prep, they, th- they, 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 like that is the, the category leader. So cool. And I, and I hope, you know, I mean, I, I've been working with them on their tech stack to make sure that like, you know, one, I, I learn from it, but um, that they are able to, to make sure that they're using the best parts of the technology. Um, so thank you so much for coming on Taylor. Thanks for having me. If anyone wants
1: to check us out, myfbaprep.com.
0: Perfect. There you go. Okay. Well, that's uh, this episode. Make sure you uh, hit the subscribe button and tell a friend that needs FBA prep. Tell them about this episode. All right. Take care, everyone. See you later.